another episode of we did that shit podcast where we talk about who did some shit how we got through some shit and what we learned from shit i'm maya and i'm baby podcast family we appreciate your support and if this is your first time tuning in welcome if you like what you hear please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and tell us what you think we're on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Did That Shit. Hey, Maya. Hey. What is good, girl? Nothing much, girl. I'm living my best life. <laughs> <laughs> that really is the that really is the best little song. It'll like never go Ever. out of style. Ever, not for me. I pull up the work with that on every single day with my speakers on 10, but they mono speakers. I really need to upgrade, but still. <laughs> so you can hear it, but you can't hear it, hear it. Yeah. Oh, okay. You can hear it. It just don't sound good. Right. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah, but I don't care. Speakers, honey. I don't care. I'm going to get a whole new car. Mm, fancy. Eventually. Right. Fancy. <laughs> Eventually. So, you know, what's going on? Nothing much. You know, how was your week? Yeah, progressive. Well, My week so was progressive. The, the, the days just keep muddying together. It's audit season at work. So, you know, it's everything. It's clean up, clean up, clean up. Get that right. Get that right. Get that right. So you can come in and check my charts. It'd be perfect and have a nice day. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning not to let things get to me. I'm learning to play well in the sandbox. I really, you know, um, <laughs> no, I'm serious. What do you mean? Like some people really are not team players. And At I'm all. Really, well, I, and I'm not a team player. I will admit At all. I prefer to do things alone. You mm-hmm. know, like give me my assignment. Let me either I'm in charge or like give me my specific assignment let me do it and then here you go and leave me alone mm-hmm. that's kind of how i am so you know there are some points of this job where i am uh the leader of my team so um i don't like dumb you know and there are some people who are weak links mm-hmm. and it's just like uh, okay you know you just got to deal with it right but and i'm learning to deal with it Right. You know, learning to deal with it. So, you know, doesn't matter how old you are. Life is still a growth process. But I'm cool. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I'm glad that you learning to play in the sandbox and learning to be a team player because it is definitely important. And yeah, that's good. Yeah. So what's going on with you? Not much. You know, my week was... This is terrible because I feel like every time we start recording, I can never remember what I did for the week. What I do know is, is that I worked out this week. That's all I got. What? I worked out. Um, yeah, you know, I work out now. I've, I've, I've been working out. I don't even want to say now, but now I'm taking it a little bit more serious. I ain't work out last week and I actually, I did not miss the workout. Let me say that. 
Okay. I did not miss the workout, the sweating, the heavy lifting. I ain't miss that, but I missed the, I was starting to see some results. So I missed the consistency of, you know, just Mm -hmm. staying, like I said, staying consistent. That's what I missed. Not the actual workout part of it. Because I could do without that. I'm really thinking hard about plastic surgery, but that neither (laughs) be here nor there. I mean, you, you, but you, know, you know what they say like if you work out and you make it a routine Mm-mm. when you don't do it your body wants it that never works for me. that don't work for I me ne- either yeah, I never got no there. and I'm not one of them kind of people that's like oh you develop a habit in 21 days if you keep doing it I'm not like that either mm-hmm. I have been working out for longer than 21 damn days and I still hate every single minute of it mm-hmm. but again I miss the consistency of the results. The results. Because, right. you know, like, if you miss a day, it's, it's just like your results, you you know, you were slim, then you fat. It's, it's just how it goes. It just mm-hmm. it's, it's how it goes. But other than that, I didn't really do much this week. Caught up in some things. I'm back home, so I caught up with some stuff that I needed to do around the house and trying to get my life in order. I keep discovering more and more and more and more and more and more gray hair in my head. I have to make an appointment to get my hair dyed. But other than that, you know what? I'm living my best life too. Mm-hmm. I ain't going back and forth with you niggas. That's what I keep telling these gray hairs in my head. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going to get that spray stuff that you put in your hair until I go to my hairdresser because I'm not going back and forth with this hair. I'm not going to do it. Grays are just disrespectful. And all mine, all eight of mine are like, right. Hey. Like, oh, you right. got eight. Yeah. I probably got 800. <laughs> it's probably 800 I had, but they are the shiniest, brightest, whitest gray hairs you ever did see. And I mean, I don't know how I start graying at 25, but oh, well. <laughs> it happens. I've been graying since high school. So it's just a thing. I mean, it's not like I'm so mad about it. Like, oh, I look old with gray hair. It's not that. I just am, I just need to get my hair dyed because now it's starting to look dusty. You ain't never looked dusty a day in your life. Yes. You think that until you start looking dusty. And then you like, this ain't you. I'm telling you. But anyway, what are we talking about this week? Um, This week, we got it's some shit going on. So this week, we're going to talk about some disrespectful shit. Some dumb shit, and then some shit that matters. Okay. Because, you know, we got to keep the people aware. <laughs> so, so, what's going on on the disrespectful shit uh, uh, streets? Well, did you hear about the, um, the Native American? He's the leader of the Yakima Nation. I think his name is, um, I don't think they pronounced the J, but I'm not certain, but his name is Hode Gaudi. Mm-hmm. And he went to the Supreme Court. This is in Washington State. Mm-hmm. And he went to the Supreme Court and he was allowed in the building, but they would not allow him in the courtroom where the case was being heard. Um, the state of Washington versus Cougar Den. Mm-hmm. Um, they were saying that it because he was in his um, he had his headdress on and uh, the rest of his you know, Native American attire. And they Mm -hmm. said he had to remove his headdress in order to get in. And he refused. So they didn't let him in. Which he should have refused. Exactly. Because he's the chief. Mm -hmm. And um, he felt that um, A, and 
they say that you can keep a headdress on for religious or or religious or I forgot it's another purpose and they're saying that he he didn't meet the requirement and it is a, a it's their religion you know their spiritual their customs and right. he and he was like you know my first amendment right was being taken away um other people were there from the um same tribe and they all removed their headdresses um not all of them were dressed in their full garments mm-hmm. um some of them just had maybe like a vest that was you know native american or something with regular clothes on and um but and people were speaking other people were able to speak during this hearing and um the state versus cougar den the issue is uh, and this is why he felt it was important for him to be there the issue was that uh you know because the reservations they have certain um tax breaks and right. you know it's their land is sacred. They can't build on it and all that stuff. The state can't come in and take over or whatever. You know, right. they can't gentrify on the reservation. Right, right. <laughs> like they so want to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that for them to go out and get the supplies that they need to live they, and they don't pay tax. So they should be paying a usage tax to drive on the highway going what? through their Ta- I think Cougar Den is like the name of their town or reservation place. So the state is saying that they should pay a usage tax to drive their cars on the highway, even though other people who are tax exempt, not just Native Americans, don't have to pay the same tax. Well, not just not just to regularly drive, but when they use trucks to bring in things like fuel mm-hmm. or like supplies and stuff like that. So they're saying that you know, you should pay a usage tax to use the highway. And there's clearly in um, the agreement that they have, their original treaty that dates way back when it says mm-hmm. that they don't pay those type of taxes. So right. now they're saying that if it's not a usage tax, they should pay um, like um a fuel tax, like you shouldn't be allowed. Right. So you're not, even if you don't buy the fuel in the state, if you go to to the neighboring state to buy the fuel, you're still bringing it in. So you're not paying, if you're not paying to use the highway, you should be being, uh, you should be charged to uh, a fuel tax. It's crazy. No, it is crazy. America Uh, is going to hell in the damn handbag. It's it's a shitstorm. You don't, you give people tax exemption for a reason. Then when you give them the tax exemption, you like, oh no, you don't need to have, everything shouldn't be tax free. You should have to, but other people who get tax exempts don't have to do any of those things. And really the issue started out with not just what they were opposing, but it started out with the fact that you wouldn't let this man in because he had his hairdress on. And that if you have a law in effect that says that they can wear their headdresses based off of religion, mm-hmm. and then you, how do you then stand in somebody's face and say, oh no, this is not religious. Right. Are you in the religion to know that it's not religious? It's nothing Nothing about that guard or the non-entry of this uh, chief. Like if I sat in front of you and I told you I'm Baptist, you know, and then you sat in front of me and told me, no, you're an atheist. What the hell? Right. 
So, so how could you tell this man that what he did or him coming up there with his headdress on wasn't re- wasn't religious? Like, how dare you? Well, and and not you know it's it's all in white supremacy is global. You know, I, number okay. one and number one, you know, white supremacy is global, and I think this this particular situation was just a uh, a direct attempt to uh, not allow him in to speak on behalf of the nation because he was the chief. They just, you know, because he probably had like the best arguments of why this is this and, um, you know, getting down to the letter of the law and uh, things like that. But it just goes to show you that. And even if it's not, some people don't consider it religious. It's um, tribal or whatever it is. But the Mm -hmm. fact of the matter is the reason that the reservations are protected is to protect Right. Their heritage and their culture. Exactly. And then if you're not going to allow them to express, to express their it. heritage mm-hmm. and culture, like, come on. I mean, it's like, this is beyond two-faced. This is just like a hexagon face. What is going on? Like, everybody has... Well, this is exactly what you talked about. This is exactly what you talked about in a past episode. It is taking off the mask. So it's exactly who they are. You know, Mm -hmm. white supremacy, like you said, continues to show exactly who they are. They don't try to, you know, some of them try to hide it, but it is what it is. You know, it's like we don't want you to have anything more than what we have, even though we control everything. So, you know, hats off. I will say, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I will just say hats off to that chief that he stood for something, you know, and stood for his right, even if he didn't get to express his um, feeling or his argument in front of the court. I'm glad that he did not succumb to what they wanted him to do and took off his headrest, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I mean, his headdress, excuse me. I'm glad that, you know. Even if he didn't, he had other people in there to speak on the behalf of the reservation and that this went uh, viral and that the story got out there because it needs things like this. We need to know stuff like this. You would never know, you know. Right. And oh, well, he's they, filing a, a he's filing a formal complaint, which he should. Yeah, which he should. Right. Which he should. So, which he right. should. And I will be following this story. I'll be very interested to know what happens next. Because... Right. And I also thought it was interesting. Um, you know, the case that's being heard, and it just it kills me because I'm like, they do all of this to protect the reservations, to keep the heritage, and all these things, but you know, the government is still messing with these people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, still, you took everything like, from us, exactly, and then you gave us a little yeah, exactly. you know, to say, right. hey, we know we took your land from you and everything, but here you go, you know, right. and then we can't even have that, yeah, exactly. Anna, it's like. Right. It's just, it's ridiculous. So well, well, what else happened on these disrespectful streets? Oh my gosh. So the uh, two police officers in Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, what happened? Well, they violent, violently arrested two Latino teenagers. Mm-hmm. And while they were uh, battering and arresting these two Latino teenagers, they one of the police officers was heard saying, welcome to the white man's world. Mm. 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 And um, they also spit on the boys. Mm. Um, They had, one of them had blood on his boot. And he was saying, you see this blood? It's about to be your blood on my boot. Mm. Um, Yeah, so 
the boys, when they came into, I guess, into, and then they came into the lockup, you know, they were all battered and bruised and everything. And they also filed formal complaints. Which they um, should have. Right. And and obviously somebody believed them because the the one officer was suspended without pay. Okay. And But the other officer, as soon as the charges came about, he retired. Okay. Like he immediately retired, but they are being brought up on charges. The officer that retired, he was suspended for like six weeks back in 2016 for um, his aggression before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so it just goes to show you that. And, and first of all, I'm glad they're pressing charges. I'm Me glad too. he was suspended without pay. Like we right. can't keep paying for these right people for to you to do bad things exactly while you mm-hmm. you know while things are investigated and things like that. And they also got extra charges because you know how they do. They use all this excessive force, and then when it comes to the booking, they you know resist an arrest. Mm-hmm. You know you don't have anything to put down, right? This, mm-hmm. Whatever, mm-hmm. and they just make up. So the charges, you know, they're also being charged we're trumping up charges mm-hmm. um so yeah so that's the disrespectful shit i mean i know that um you know you feel bad for these young men um and people always think like oh i can't believe this happened to me and you know stuff like that and it's just very um it just behooves everyone of color mm-hmm. to know that yes this could be you too yeah, and 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 also that this is happening to us. People aren't put on this, uh, on these forces to protect and serve what they're supposed to be doing. They're not protected and serving you. And this is a prime example of why I do not trust police officers. You know, incarceration, police forces, things of that nature came into effect after slavery was over. You mm-hmm. know, and we'll do a whole episode about that. You know, about mass incarceration and etc. But, you know, these forces came about after slavery was over because once you freed the slaves, then you had to find something else to lock them up to continue to be slaves. And so I have never, I have been one of those people who have never trusted the police because I feel like half of the police force, while you do, you know, you want to say one bad apple don't spoil the bunch, it's good people out there. I said this on a past episode and I'll continue to say it. If you are a good cop, but you're letting bad cops get away with bad things then mm-hmm. you are a bad cop right these and i and, mo- and the biggest part of the problem right and i feel and this is just my opinion i feel that the vast majority of these white police officers that get onto these forces are racist and they're taking this power that they have in becoming police officers to do any and everything that they can to people of color. And this is a prime example of it. And that is the reason why I do not trust police officers. I think that police officers are uh, people who were bullied in their life, who finally get some power and then they do everything that they can to exert that power because they didn't have power when they were getting bullied. And I believe that. Hey, there's too many examples of bad cops coming out for me to say, you know what, you know, not all cops are the same way. I don't trust Mm -hmm. them. I don't trust them to do anything for me. I don't trust them to protect me. I don't trust them to serve me. I don't trust them to do nothing. You know what I trust cops to do? Direct traffic, because that's what they're good at. 
Now, somebody won't run through a red light. I'm serious. Somebody won't run through a red light if they see officers there and they directing traffic. And that's what I trust um, cops to do. I don't trust them to do nothing else, especially not to people that look like me or you. Right. right. And then to say, welcome to the white man's world. Right. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the white man's world. Well, I, they ain't lying about that. I, I I will say this. They're not lying about that. Welcome to the white man's world. It is the white man's world. It's been the white man's world. But what the white man needs to do is realize that people of color are taking over the world. And that's why we got so much conflict, because they don't know how to not be in control. And in, in, in the coming years, Latino people are going to be the majority of the people on this uh, on this earth. Right, especially in this country, yes. Statistics show that they are going to be the majority of the people. So all of that, oh, speak English, don't do this, don't do that, you know, welcome to the white man's world. You need to, like, get with it because in a minute you are going to be in the minority. So that's what I have for disrespectful shit. Now let's move on to the dumb shit. Mm. Because I can't even believe the dumb shit. So first, I want to talk about the little girl. Mm. What's her name? Mm. Sweet feet, sweet feet, precious, desire, some shit like that. She got some kind of (laughs) name like that. Uh, (laughs) Some kind of name like that. Like, um, Like a stripper's name. Desire, precious, sweet feet, something like that. Star shines. I don't know. But the little girl that was on the Dr. Phil show, who was clearly black, yeah. saying that she's Caucasian, she could feel it in her veins. Yes. I I had a conversation with somebody else about this. And first, if you know, your first inkling is to say, like, okay, you're dumb and that's self-hate. Mm-hmm. But the more she talked, you just, the more she spoke, you just was, this has to be fake. Mm. You know, like this, this really cannot be real. Mm. It, it can't be real. And her mom is on TV saying, I try to tell her, I told her, isn't this crazy? Mm-hmm. You know? And what I found myself thinking was, now this is crazy. I know this might sound crazy, but I was thinking like, you know, parents are supposed to love their children no matter what. Mm. You know what I mean? (laughs) Parents love their children no matter what. If your teenage daughter comes home and says, mom, I'm pregnant, and you'd be like disappointed, but you love your child no matter what. You know what I mean? If your child comes home and says, mom, I'm gay, you may or may not be disappointed. But, you know, you pretty yeah, much you do love, love your child no matter what. Now, these are things I think I could have dealt with. But if my child <laughs> was around here saying with all this brown skin and with and a perm in her hair talking about. <laughs> she's Caucasian. She mm. can feel it in her veins. <laughs> yeah, you might have to think twice about how much you love your child. I it, don't know if I could be claiming her. Well, I I don't know. When I first saw that, I didn't think that it was fake because there are so many people it's who true. are out there who okay. think like that, you know, yeah. who really do have self-hate, who really do hate the fact that they are black. 
I when I saw her mother on the show, I was like, she didn't get enough beatings as a kid. And I know we live in the age of social media and in the age of social media, everybody is sensitive and the age of social media. You continue to tell me I was abused as a kid when I was getting beaten, even though I didn't really get beaten because I was a good kid. But, mm. you know, I was I did no wrong, but oh! <laughs> at all, but oh my gosh. <laughs> not at all. But. So, you know, social media is telling me that I was mentally scarred and I'm going to grow, continue to grow. And I'm going to have all of these demons that's going to face, put me, you know, be in my face because I was getting beaten as a kid, you know. But what they say in the Bible, that ain't Bibby, that's Bible. What they say, <laughs> spare the rise uh, for the, the child. Spare the rise for the child, right. I Do believe not spare in that. the rise for the Listen. child will surely not die. That's right. I believe in that. And I'm not saying Me go too. out and abuse your kids and I ain't saying go out and beat your kids. But what I am saying is that little girl needed a beating because like you said, if you come home and tell me in my face as a black mother that you are white mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You have that much self-hatred. I went wrong as a parent, not because I didn't beat you necessarily, but A, I didn't beat you, but B, I didn't teach you anything. As a black parent, no matter what, you should be teaching your children to love the skin that they're in, to love being black. Show them about their heritage, show them their culture, you know, show them all of what we are, kings and queens. And you didn't do none of that because your daughter is in the hood nonetheless. Because remember, she said they had to move from the suburbs and they moved into the hood. She made sure to tell us that basically Mm -hmm. like, oh, she was around nothing but black kids and then telling these black kids that she was white. Then when I had a conversation with you and you told me that "Mm, this might be fake. Mm-hmm. It after you said it, I said, "Well, maybe it makes sense because she probably would have been on there talking about how all these black kids was beating her up." Because Thank you, because that's you what I said. It had to, to be fake because you don't go to say, black kids talk about you white and they ain't beating you up. It just does not happen. Would not happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, so nobody exactly. said nothing to you, like exactly. girl. You know what they you talking about? You at lunch. Are you that's what I'm saying. Because <laughs> it wasn't even the fact that this is the thing about the little girl. It wasn't the fact that she said that she was white. That wasn't. It. it was the all of the disrespectful things that she said, said about, about black, black people, people. Right. you know what we're I'm saying ghetto, so if you right and monkeys and this that and yeah. the third so if you had those if you had that same sentiment and you went to school that's what you would be getting jumped for not just because you were saying that you white because kids would probably laugh at you like yo you crazy as hell you know so why did did we find out that this was fake for real or so the sister had an interview with Essence Mm -hmm. and she said that the whole thing was fake. Mm. The, the girl just wants to be famous or wants to have like memes and, you know, wants to be like trending on social media, get more followers. And the mom just did it because she was along for the, along for the ride on going to the Dr. Phil show, like it was a vacation. And the brother just came, you know, just because it was a free vacation. And the sister also said that Dr. Phil and their producers were aware that this was fake was right. And that the, they went on with the show. Um, so that's what the sister said. The sister said, this is all fake. And she's angry because the mother was their stepfather is a white man what 
Yeah, they were raised and they call him dad. So they were raised by a white man and he died and she feels like they, and they called him dad or whatever. And the sister feels like they are shaming him, his memory, his legacy and his family because he took care of them their whole life. And now for her to, you know, to put this out there, it's just, you know, shaming him and she's doing it to save her dad's reputation because he was a good man. He was a good man, Savannah. Yeah. No, I, I don't. What? That doesn't. Yeah. I, I mean, it might be fake and all of that. But the sister, like you, is shaming his legacy. How is it shaming his legacy? Because the girl is saying that she's white. I mean, I'm confused on that part. I know Look we can't here. we can't digest everything or, or, or dissect everything. But I'm confused on that shaming of the legacy. But what I will say is what we said stands firm. The mother it has no sense Good. because you allowed your child to do this and say, oh, yeah, let's go and do this just because we want to go get a free trip to New York. So you allowed your child and you to look like dumbasses on national TV just to get uh-huh. a free trip to New York. Write a charity, girl. But anyway. I'm just saying, white people don't use cream of nature. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, it's it's crazy. So, yeah, but not cream of nature. <laughs> not, re- not dark and lovely. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> prayers for them because they truly need some healing in that family. Seriously. Um, you can save up and go to Vegas if you want a vacation. And social media is really yeah, destroying people. Yeah, all over it. Mm-hmm. No, social media is destroying people's lives, even if even some people's lives is making it better, but some people's lives is destroying. And this is one of them because you want to be trending on social media. You have no sense of anything that you would rather trend on social media than to look like a stone cold idiot on TV. And they don't even see it as an idiot. And you know what else kills me about this? Well, not this in particular, but social media and people want to be famous more than they want to be rich. Oh yeah. They, it's all about the, it's all about fame. It's not, not about the money. It's so many people that are quote unquote famous who are homeless. Right. Yeah. Like that is crazy to me. I'd rather get the dough. Of course you would. That's because you grew up in a time where social media wasn't dictating your life and that you wasn't trying to have just people know who you are or, look, you know, know your every move or, you know. I don't know. My kids didn't have social media either. Thank God. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. That was some dumb shit. How about um, the the lady who makes too much money to fix her man (laughs) a (laughs) place? Um, huh? So today on today on social media, um, it was a trending topic. A, a girl put out there, she had a tweet that said, I'm a six, I make six figures and I'm a physician. What I look like making my man's plate. Huh? And I was thinking to myself at first, when I first read it, I was like, what? Right. <laughs> what man? Because you clearly don't have one. Right. And then when I looked at it again, I said, oh, she did say that. That is so asinine to me. And I thought it was the funniest damn thing because how much money do you have to make to make your man a plate? Like you got to, your man got to be taking care of you for you to make him a plate. That's the only way that you could do it. So if you go in the kitchen and make yourself a plate and you make six figures, you're going to be like, yo, you got to make, make <laughs> come make your plate. 
<laughs> I mean, my you check is on figures. under right. my cleat. I gotta carry it. No. Are, are you cooking? No. Who is I, what? I don't. Clearly, she don't have a man. That's number one. Right. You know, because somebody with that attitude does not have one. <laughs> right. And like when she realized that that um, doctorate degree don't keep her warm at night and don't fix plates, <laughs> she'll learn. Mm-mm-mm. I thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, I didn't know you had to make a certain amount of money because I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm curious. I don't make six figures. But if I did, <laughs> if I did, <laughs> if I did, I got to rethink when I make six figures, I'm going to rethink this making plates thing. Social media told me so. I mean, it's crazy. Remember on the Cosby show when um, Claire asked Elvin if he would like a cup of coffee and yeah. he was talking about, I didn't know you did that kind of thing. Right. What kind of thing? Serve. As in serve your man? <laughs> right. Let me tell you something, Elvin. Exactly. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, lady, I don't know. Clearly she didn't watch the Cosby show. She was too busy studying. I don't know. But yeah. No, that if, just goes to show you that it just goes to show you the one thing social media does. It shows you the thought process of people and you are in amazement because things that you never thought that a person would think they think it, or at least they tweet it. I don't know. <laughs> if you out there, I'm gonna make you play. Right. I don't know. <laughs> um, till I make my six figures, but go ahead. I'm just saying, you know, I feel like I'm rich now. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to make you plate now, it doesn't matter, you know, the extra right. dimes that I get in, you know. I don't know why but that's so funny to me. It, it is. And you just <laughs> was like, okay. But um, I want to talk about the first shit that matters because it's related to our last dumb shit. Mm-hmm. So Dylan Roof, uh, the teenage shooter... Uh, the Emmanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina, received the death penalty. As he should have. As he should have. And I don't think he was a teenager because he was born in 1994. So he's about 25, 24, I was going to say he's not a teenager. Yeah, he was a competent adult who went right. into a church and murdered people and did so knowing that knowing he was going to do was it. Doing. It exactly. was definitely premeditated, premeditated murder. Yes. And he received the death penalty and that shit matters because Robert Bowers the synagogue shooter mm-hmm. pled not guilty to all charges today mm. <sighs> yeah moment of silence okay. for that so 11 people were shot dead at the tree of life synagogue in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania and I think that happened on Monday mm-hmm. Um, I think October, no, I think it happened on Saturday. So I think that was like the 29th of October. Mm -hmm. Um, rest in peace to those people. And the vast majority of the 11 people that died were older, um, individuals like 97, 92 years old. And for you to live your life, uh, some of those people were Holocaust survivors Mm -hmm. and then, for you to survive something like the Holocaust, live your life, and then to die in this matter. It's just really a sad situation. And the 
fact that he pled not guilty doesn't surprise me because he doesn't think that he's wrong. These people don't think that they're wrong. These terrorists, these domestic terrorists that the news is not calling domestic terrorists, um, Mm -hmm. which they are, they don't think that they've done anything wrong. They think that they're doing this in the name of... I don't know what sanity or supremacy, you know, because that's what they are. They're white supremacists. And they think that they're doing this in the name of whatever it is that they, you know, believe in. It's just a sad situation. It's just another example of something you can't do. You know, you can't go and praise. And then you have the president of the United States saying, oh, they should have had some security or they should have been armed when they Mm. was in Mm. church. Mm. So a 97-year-old person should have went to church with a gun on their hip so that they wouldn't get killed in a place of worship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's really sad, people, that, um, because, and one of the things, Maya, that you always say is, if you bout it, be about if you so white supremacist why are you pleading not guilty right you know just going on and say it i did i did it what yeah it is what it is and so but you're you know you're a coward oh yeah and a terrorist terrorist. so why you why you hitting here while the the country is so hell-bent on closing borders and deporting people and things like that. These terrorists are homegrown, mm-hmm. you know, and the, the ones that cause the most trouble, they're homegrown. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, again, you know, prayers for the people who lost loved ones and not just that mass shooting, but a lot of the mass, all the mass shootings that are um, going on in our country. Um, so some other shit that matters we didn't talk about Rihanna. Oh, yeah. Big ups to Rihanna for um, deciding not to perform at this year's Super Bowl. Uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce released the album earlier this year. and Well, not earlier this year. It was this summer. And one of the lines that Jay-Z said in one of the songs was, the Super Bowl needs me. I don't need the Super Bowl. Mm. And it's the truth. Rihanna has shown that you can turn down something like the Super Bowl, still be out here getting your coin, and you can stand for something because at the end of the day, it's always going to be somebody that's going to perform at the Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Like artists work hard, live their, you know, their dreams of performing at the Super Bowl. That's not the thing. But you want the best to perform at the Super Bowl. And in the class that Rihanna is in, she's the best. You know, she's mm-hmm. the hottest person out, you know, one of the hottest people that's out right now. So, of course, you wanted her. And bravo to, I was going to say Beyonce, but Beyonce performed, let that be known, before all of this Colin Kaepernick stuff came out. But anyway, mm-hmm. um... Rihanna, thanks for standing for something or or falling for anything, you know. So I, I'm I'm just really happy that she said, hell no, I'm good, right. you know. Like, mad respect to Rihanna for that. And, they could get um, a country singer to go out there and do Well, you the, know who's, the, I heard Adam Levine is doing it. No, not Adam Levine, Maroon 5. Well, Adam Levine is the lead singer of Maroon 5. Right, I don't know none of those songs, I don't. That one, I don't none of them. Like not not name one. If you heard one of Maroon Five songs, you might know. I, did, I 
You that listen to the true. country station, so they probably play something. First of all, I don't appreciate you putting my business out in the street. But secondly... You do. Secondly, I don't... Maroon 5 is not country. And no, but I they might have listened to... I have went on the internet and listened to, like, the chorus of their top 10 biggest hits. Oh, I have never know. heard any of those songs ever in my life. Yeah. Well, somebody out there that somebody out there that has heard them and somebody out there that's going to be real happy that they perform. I'm just happy that Rihanna said no. And I hope that more artists take a page out of her book and say, no, they're not going to do certain things. And um, and it, and and somebody asked me like, oh, you think it's just because of Colin Kaepernick now? All these people. It's not the point of it. Colin Kaepernick is just the face of what has already been going on, you know, right. the protesting of police brutality. And one thing about Colin Kaepernick that people need to realize that makes it that makes him such a relevant figure is he actually like lost his livelihood everything. for right. this. And right. everything that that man said that he was going to do, he did. He said he was exactly. going to pledge a million dollars. He did that. He right. said that he was going to not play football no more, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. He did that. Well, they ain't mm-hmm. give him a chance to play no way. But that neither been here nor there. Everything that he said that he was going to do, he did it. In the past, people have said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. And they haven't, you know. And he has. And that's why he's such an important figure. And that's why people are praising him so much. And that's why people are standing with him so much much mm-hmm. you know yes so some other shit that matters you know stacy abrams is in the running to be the first black governor in georgia and you know this is big because oprah winfrey is on the campaign trail knocking on doors knock girl if, if oprah-, oprah knocked on my damn door <laughs> First of all, Oprah, this is your last stop, boo, because you coming in. Right. <laughs> you ain't going to knock on my door, I'm give cooking, me a pamphlet and leave. I'm making you a plate. I'm <laughs> pouring your sweet tea. Hello. <laughs> now, I don't got no garden in my backyard, Oprah, but I'm going to tell you what. I can make some vegetables, some vegetables out that damn refrigerator, and you, this your last pamphlet you giving out, sweetie, because you coming in. <laughs> we are going to be talking. Right. Like, oh, my goodness, Oprah. Yeah, I think that is like 25 shades of awesome. I just think that and it just goes to show how, first of all, celebrities are people, too. Mm-hmm. And Oprah Winfrey has um, spoken publicly about her being racially profiled. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how everybody it's hard to imagine, but everybody doesn't know who Oprah is. Just and crazy. well, you know. It happened, and to to just see someone of her stature, like her Mm -hmm. influence, Mm -hmm. actually just come out and say, I'm going to help. A, it should alert people to the urgency of the matter, Mm -hmm. you know. And, I mean, she didn't knock on doors for Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. You know, she supported him, but she wasn't out there on the campaign trail. Well, you know, President Obama is going to be um, campaigning for Stacey Abrams as well. Now, let me just say this. If freaking President Obama knocks on doors, I'm moving to Georgia for a day (laughs) to get my door knocked on. And then I'm going to come on back to my reality (laughs) because 
I'm telling you, mm-hmm. it, but it, it just, it also, it, to your point, it speaks to the magnitude of what's going on. Exactly. Like this is a huge deal. The fact that she even got the nomination was huge. Right. She's, she is neck and neck with this other person who I don't even know his name. She's neck and neck with him. You know, they have been pulling out all the tricks to stop people, people voter from voting. Uh, suppression. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people got out there and they did early voting and mm-hmm. we can't stress this enough on this podcast. Get out there and vote on November yes. 6th. These elections mean more than the presidential election at this point. We right. need to take control and we need to have people for us and by us that look like us in these seats making these decisions. If Stacey Abrams wins, you know, my boss said, well, I ain't going to let her win in Georgia. You know, a black mm-hmm. woman. Right. You know, but we have faith that you people out there in Georgia, you could do it. Yeah. And if Oprah knocks on your damn door, you better tell be her about We Did That Shit podcast. And <laughs> that's all I got to say. Okay, so our last shit that matters, and this is very important, because um, today, at the time of this recording, is the first day of open enrollment. And open enrollment, there is every year, there's a time with Medicare, uh, the Affordable Care Act, or Obamacare, whichever you like to call it, and even people who have insurance on their jobs, Usually they have open enrollment around this time. So for the Affordable Care Act and Medicare, it is open enrollment time. Mm -hmm. Open enrollment has been reduced. I don't know if it's everywhere, but I know in my state, in New Jersey, it used to be um, 60 days. And now for the last two years, it's only 45 days. Mm -hmm. So you have less time to get more people enrolled in a health care plan. If you had a health care plan from the marketplace or Affordable Care Act last year and you still have the plan, you have to reapply again. And if you don't have insurance, you are encouraged to apply. Our country does not offer universal health care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people think United States is considered one of the uh, most developed, richest countries. Um, However, we I think we rank in the 30s for health care. So um, but with this open enrollment and Affordable Care Act and this whole health insurance issue, the important thing is access to care. Mm -hmm. For, di- for the disenfranchised, which are mostly communities of color. And that is the most important thing. Now, the one thing we have to consider is, can you afford health insurance? Right. So in a regular family's budget, let's just say a working family, mm-hmm. if you have children under the age of 18, they can usually get on some state plan if you have moderate or low income. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking to somebody who maybe works at a fast food restaurant, and has two children. Um, you know, they still could be living at home or paying subsidized rent or even people with moderate income. Mm-hmm. You know, you have two to four children. You make $20 an hour. That's still moderate income. Mm-hmm. And you may feel like you can't afford 
insurance. The insurance at your job is too expensive. You can't afford that money coming out of your check every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you apply through the marketplace, the Affordable Care Act, and the even though the price that they quote you is less than what the job will be charging you, you feel like that's too much. Right. I can't afford it. Right. right. So, um, but what they're doing now is they're, because of the Affordable Care Act, the government is saying people should be insured. So programs like charity care in many states are going away. Mm. I know in my state, they don't offer, and most hospitals don't even offer charity care during open enrollment period. Mm-hmm. You know, you come in, you have to apply for insurance. You have to pay that first month's premium because they're not even offering charity care. Mm. So God forbid you don't have insurance, something happens to you. And, you know, people think that, oh, you know, you can't turn me away. Oh, you have to treat me anyway. Right. You know, things like that. And that may be true some places, but you don't always get the best care. At all. You know, that you may need an ultrasound or an MRI and all they're going to give you is an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. That's not going to show anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So we really need to um, evaluate our priorities because especially if, if you don't work, you should. Most people do qualify for Medicaid, but I'm just talking like for the working class person mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. really feels like insurance premiums are too much. Mm-hmm. We really do have to evaluate what is too much and know that because um, a lot of people last year had to pay a penalty on their income tax mm-hmm. for not having insurance. And it mm-hmm. goes into effect, I think, nationwide. Well, I haven't even done my taxes yet for 2017, but for 2017, um, I know a lot of people who had to pay because they did not have insurance. Mm. So I really do want to urge people to go to, you could go to a federally qualified health clinic. You could go to affordablecareact.gov and find um, certified workers or navigators that help people enroll in these insurances and find out what is in your area. And then if you get insurance, I surely encourage you to use it. Mm -hmm. Use it, use it, use it, use it, use it. Mm -hmm. And I mean, use it like it's an American Express Black. Mm -hmm. You know, I do. I mean, listen, I have been an uninsured person and I've been uninsured when I've had the worst health scare of that I've ever had, Mm -hmm. you know, and at that time I had double pneumonia. I ended up in intensive care for five days and I didn't have insurance during that time. Right. You know, and I luckily for me at the time I was able to get charity care, Mm -hmm. but just listen to you talk thinking that that was a hundred thousand dollar bill that right. charity care took care of for me. And mm-hmm. then I was responsible for the medical bills, like going to see the doctors after or the specialist that had to come in and things like mm-hmm. that. But let's just say that bill was like 25,000. So me being, um, you know, responsible for 25,000 as opposed to 125,000 was a big deal. I would have still been paying for that. So right. you said something that was very important two things. One thing was that you have to reapply for 
your insurance. And I don't think that a lot of people know that. I think that a lot of people think that, oh, I apply, I got it. It's just just going to keep rolling, you know, but like Babi said, you must reapply every year that is open enrollment. And then another thing that you said that was very important was that people think that they can't afford the insurance. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people can afford insurance, but you have to think about your priorities in a way of like something already happened. That's Mm -hmm. what I'll say. You know, people think, oh, I'm good. I ain't sick. I don't got to worry about that, you know, but really approach insurance like something is already happening, like you have a pre-existing mm-hmm. condition, like mm-hmm. it's something that you're going to need, like the air you breathe, the food that you eat and the home that you live in. That's kind of how you got to um, approach insurance. And if you approach it like that, then that money that they take out and insurance is not cheap at all. It's not. It's, it's not. not cheap at all. But if you approach it in a way of, I need it, you know, just like the air I breathe, the food mm-hmm. I eat, the home I sleep in, then when they take the money out your check, it might not be such a hard, you know, pill to swallow. And right. and that's just how I feel about insurance. But, you know. Well, I was talking to a couple of people who had, um, they had to pay a penalty for not having insurance. And um, I asked them how much, you know, was the policy. And she said, well, I had to pay $70 a month is what they were asking me to pay for my policy. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, well, how much did you have to pay at the, the um, for the penalty? She said 500 and some odd dollars. I forgot what she said, but it was almost $600. Mm-hmm. And I said, so for a hundred more dollars, you could have had insurance. Right. And you wouldn't have had to worry about, oh, when I got the sniffles, I can't go anywhere or this hurts and I can't go anywhere. Right. You know, so at the end of the day, don't be penny wise and dime foolish. Mm, say that again. You, I mean, it's it's true. Like, it just doesn't make any sense for her to go the whole year and not have insurance. And then at the end of the year, you still have to pay, you know, mm. that. To me, that's a bigger loss. Mm-hmm. So I could have been paying and got something. Mm-hmm. Instead, I paid for nothing. And got nothing. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, yeah. And she, well, of course, she, in hindsight, is 2020 because she was like, well, if I would have known that yeah. I would have to pay, I would have just went ahead and gotten the, got insurance. the insurance. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, it's just really um, important. And I know sometimes, you know, just like in our community, a lot of people don't have life insurance. GoFundMe pages is not life insurance. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't look at those things as necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, we really don't look at those things as necessary, but, you know, I don't want to be harsh, but eating out is not necessary. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can find mostly if you're working, you can find a couple extra dollars a month. And um, now, depending on some chronic illnesses that you may have, there are programs who that will help you pay the premiums. Mm. That's how bad they want you to be in this marketplace and get insurance because mm-hmm. I know at my job, if you're HIV positive and you live in New Jersey and you meet the requirements, there is a program that will pay first. They would pay your first three months. That was mm-hmm. last year. This year they'll pay the whole year. 
exactly because it's important that they have insurance and that just goes to show you that they already know that it's cheaper for you to have insurance than for them to just go willy-nilly paying these bills mm-hmm. for people who are uninsured and not getting care mm-hmm. you know so i just think that's important communities of color continue to lack access to affordable and decent health care. Um, our mortality rate is higher than any other race for every disease. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, health is wealth. Mm-hmm. Health is wealth. So if we can just um, get in the mindset to love ourselves enough to take the best care of ourself, and that starts with, you know, getting some insurance and going to the doctor. So that shit matters. That shit does matter. (laughs) And I mean, nothing wraps up the podcast quite like that. You know, health is truly wealth. Like we said, make sure you go out there and vote. Make sure that you go out there and research the best insurance policies that's for you. Open enrollment starts now. Um, Like the beast says. Right. Like Baby says, most times, I mean, at times it was 60 days. Now they're bringing it down to 45 days. So you have the time is ticking. Um, so get to it, people. You got any? <laughs> no, I'm just saying you, you, it's the truth. Time is ticking away. 45 days is not that many days. So, you know, do the research, get to it. Get you some insurance. Go out there and vote. What else? Do we have anything else for this week? Are we going to do personal journals? Okay, sure. I'll go first. Okay. I am. I I think in my personal journal kind of light this week. I am T minus. How many days I got? 60 days, girl. You about to have a boyfriend. 60 (laughs) days from when we started the daggone podcast at the beginning of the year that I said that I was getting me a boyfriend this year. And now I'm 60 days out. It's no boyfriend yet. But Bibi keeps telling me to think positive. That's right. In 60 days, you're going to have a boyfriend. He probably Mm going to be Jesus. You you better make him a plate. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not at the six figures. I got time. Listen, no, for real. At my personal journal this week is just to do just that. Think positive. I'm T minus 60 days. I'm going to keep y'all abreast on what's going on January 1st because I got up until December 31st at what, 12 o'clock? Yes. To get this boyfriend. Now, where are you at? Come on now. (laughs) You know, time's ticking away. I got 45 days for open enrollment. I got 60 days for insurance. It's 30 <laughs> days till Thanksgiving. I'm I'm on I'm on the clock, people. I'm on the clock. And that's all I got this week for my personal journal. <laughs> for my personal journal, you know, I always talk about something that's on my vision board. And um yesterday when I was reading my vision board, I read um I have it up there. It says hostess of the event of the season and you, you host um, the Thanksgiving I said hostess of the event of the season that is what's on my vision board okay <laughs> and yesterday when I was reading my vision board and this morning since at the time of this recording, it is November 1st. Today is the first day of the month that starts my birthday season. Mm. Um, so my birthday season starts in just two short weeks. I'm so excited. 
Um, I have, you know, I celebrate my birthday in a season, you know, mm-hmm. want to be like Jesus. And um, <laughs> I'm just getting really, really excited. So I already have about three one, um, well, Thanksgiving, a day after Thanksgiving, and a day after that, and then I go away. So I already have some things planned. I do this so that everyone can celebrate with me somehow. You know, it's just can't cram everything into one day. Don't mm-hmm. want anyone to feel pressured. Um, you know, I list all the activities. It's kind of a get in where you fit in kind of thing, and it really is a great season. Mm-hmm. So um, I just really connected with that in the last couple of days on my vision board. Now, one day I am going to have a birthday party. Ooh. Not this year, but like one day in my life. I don't think I've ever had a birthday party in my life. Oh. And you have so, to change that. Yeah. But um, so that's my personal journal. My birthday season is coming up. It is Friday, November 16th. To Friday, December 14th. That is my birthday season. Oh, I'm to December so excited. 14th. Yes. Okay. Friday, November 16th to Friday, December 14th. Okay. That is my birthday season. And I mean, everyone, no matter where you are, near and far, will have an opportunity to celebrate with me. Stay tuned. <laughs> I am so serious. <laughs> I know. That's why it's funny. Um, Yes, I will make sure that I do something with you within that time frame. I'm glad that I know my dates now. <laughs> um, again, I'm on dates. We're on days, people. It, we're counting down. But we're going to go ahead and get on out of here for this week. Remember that you can follow us on all social media platform sites at We Did That Shit. You can follow me on my personal Twitter. It's my my thirteen. That's M Y M Y one three. And I'm at Babi Amina. That's B-I-B-B-I-A-M-I-N-A. Yeah, remember, we are here each and every Monday. We drop a new podcast and you can follow us and find us anywhere where you can listen to your free, we said free, (laughs) podcast. We are literally everywhere. Remember, on Tuesday, November 6th, go vote and take someone with you. Do that shit. I love you, Maya. (laughs) Love you too.